1: Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will, Skywalker Steel. Boom. Look, Mike, I might play that all week. The delivery that Mike gives you when you when you throw the ether beat over top of it at that high school, Harry, Charlie, F around. Get him out of here. It's about business today. We're talking Cowboys offense against the Packers defense and why I think they could have a huge day, a huge day against this Packers defense. Yes, indeed. We're going to break all of that down. And we're going to jump into the lab a little bit. Also, it is Thursday, so y'all know what that means, man. We got the scientific method with our guy Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. He's going to give us the inside scoop on a lot of what's going on down there at the star and uh, tease his science lab article later on as well. And before all of that, we'll jump into the roundup and there's some coaching news that continues to break. It feels like every single day there's something new happening in in the coaching ranks and and the last two things that have happened over the last 24 hours are extremely significant. So we'll touch on that briefly. Um, but before we do that, what's up, Bomb Squad? Bomb
2: Squad!
1: I hate to do this. Don't don't beat me up on this one, man. But, but there is an anniversary today, y'all. There's an anniversary today. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up it's because it's just, we play that team, right? And this is the anniversary I'm talking about. I'm, I'm sorry, okay? But nine years ago on this day, the Cowboys went up to Lambeau Field in the in the divisional round and the Dez Bryant catch game happened. And, and this is, like, I don't think you're going to be able to talk about the history of the National Football League in the modern era, or at least the 2000s, and this doesn't come up. Right, at least for Cowboy fans. But I'm just saying in general in in, in history, right? This was a huge moment in the two thousands, well technically two thousand fourteen season where the Cowboys felt like they were gonna, you know, go far. Even against this Packer team who who was a solid team. Nothing crazy, but Aaron Rodgers was hurt. So I definitely thought the Cowboys were gonna go far. Caught the ball. We know he caught the ball. No doubt about it. Got robbed. It is what it is. An amazing catch that didn't go down in in, in it went down in infamy, right? As opposed for it being a famous catch. It was an infamous catch. However, till this day, and really from that day, I knew that particular catch was going to get all the raves and everybody was going to talk about it. But it wasn't that play. And I and I will always argue this: that wasn't the play that lost the Cowboys the game. It was this one. DeMarco Murray should be thanking the heavens. That that referee overturned that catch. He gets no slack from this game. And it's so interesting how this happened. DeMarco Murray, 1,800 yards in that season, all pro, unbelievable, unbelievable season. But what was underlying problem was his fumble issues. He fumbled the ball a ton. He just kept fumbling the ball, fumbling the ball. And he broke his hand towards the end of the year, had to wear this big old pad, fumbling the ball. Ah, oh, we're going to the playoffs. We're not going to worry about it. Get into the playoffs. DeMarco Murray fumbles a damn. And, and not just a fumble, but look at that. If DeMarco Murray does not fumble, he is scoring a touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cowboys go up 21 to 10. And I think they make the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1995. But it didn't happen. Dez Bryant catch happened. And everybody pinned it on that situation. I believe it was DeMarco Murray. Dez, you, I get it. The play it should have never came down to that. You should never get the slack. Not saying it's you getting the slack, but that particular moment shouldn't catch the slack. It should be the fumble, in my opinion. But I just had to bring it up because it was, it, it was, uh, it's the anniversary. Cowboys are playing the Packers back at home, and it's time for revenge. It's time for revenge. We could also talk about the. Uh, 2016 game, but hey, you know we got to get some revenge. We are old one on the Packers, ladies and gentlemen. All right, my bad, y'all. I didn't mean to start it off like that. But let's go ahead and hit this roundup. It's time!
2: It's time!
0: It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time. time. It's time. time. It's time. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys
1: see if i change yes indeed
3: let me talk to you
1: talk to you cowboys nation a lot of coaching news this week obviously right you have i believe black monday and then different coaches are out there right now or potentially be fired or let go what have you but this this one right here this one cuts a little deeper historically speaking because it's an end of an era Bill Belichick this morning has been reported that he is out. They have mutually parted ways. New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. He didn't say he's retiring, but he's they've mutually parted ways. So Bill might still be, you know, he might still be coaching somewhere. We shall see. But Nick Saban did retire, which for me might be the bigger one because I just felt like Nick would would just never leave until he quite literally could not wake up and coach anymore. Right? Like, like a Joe Paz situation. My man going to be coached until he's 90. But I do wonder, not huge, with the college. Like I, I watch, but I don't watch it and, and, and live it like a lot of other people. But I understand the history of it in regards to what Nick Saban meant to the game, six championships and all that good stuff. But I wonder if he dipped out because of this whole NIL situation. These kids are different nowadays. You know, Nick comes from the old school. Same with Bill Belichick. But nonetheless, that's that's for another day to discuss. It is an end, the end of an era. Uh, Bill Belichick out in New England. Nick Saban has retired. I wonder if Bill goes on to, you know, Coach again, I, I I am curious. I am very curious. He seemed like he still wants to do it. And uh, I think it was like Mina or somebody online on Twitter was like, man, if you talk about free agent coaches, this year is up there with any year that they can, can remember uh, for coaches that are out there for NFL teams to get, you know, Belichick's available, uh, the Tennessee Titans coach, Vrabel's available, Harbaugh's available, some good coaches that are going to be out there uh, ready to get snatched up. Another one that's gonna be out there. Pete Carroll. I don't know if Pete Carroll is gonna keep coaching, but Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks are also done, it seems to be. And there seems to be interest in Dan Quinn for the Seahawks. But wouldn't that be fitting? Wouldn't that be fitting? Dan Quinn, former defensive coordinator, wasn't the architect of the Legion of Boom, but he helped lead the Legion of Boom to Super Bowl appearances and, and victories or whatnot. Uh, victory, I should say. He, he, he's loved, beloved in Seattle. Bobby Wagner's still in Seattle. So this just makes a whole lot of sense. He's been there before he knows what's up down there over there in Seattle. That This would not shock me. What would shock me is if Dan Quinn is back with the Cowboys. I I can't see him turning down a head coaching gig three years in a row. So I do expect him to take a spot. Now, he shocked me last year, so it could happen again. But this is the fourth team now, Seattle, Carolina, Washington, and the Chargers, who have shown interest in in Dan, and and I doubt that it'll be over. If it was up to me, if I was Dan, I'd want to go to the Chargers, I think they've got a quarterback already, and he can rebuild that defense that has talent. They just, I think they quit on their their coach, or they didn't like their coach. Whereas Seattle, like I like Geno Smith, but there, there's, a, there's a ceiling on Geno, and he hit it last year. I, I don't think Geno's a long-term answer there, so if I was Dan, I'd, I'd go to the Chargers. But Seattle is kind of home in a way, and I get the interest for him. For the, from not from the Cowboys standpoint, but from the Seattle Seahawks standpoint. If he does go, Dallas obviously will be in search for a defensive coordinator um, for the first time since 2021 when they got Dan Quinn. And we've talked about in-house names like Joe Witt and Al Harris. I'd imagine those guys will be given the first look, uh, specifically Joe Witt. Joe Witt wants to be a defensive coordinator. Do I think he'll be hired? I don't know that he will. He, he will be hired if that happens, but I, I think he should at the least be given a chance to state his uh, case on why he should be. I think he should be the first one up. I was getting a lot of credit as he should. He's done a fantastic job with these uh, cornerbacks, uh, but Witt has been wit has been ready to be a DC. If he's not going to be a DC here, I think he's going to be a DC somewhere else. So, those are kind of the guys I think will be next in tow in house, and then you got the. The other coordinators. Y'all ain't gonna like the name I'll bring up. We'll talk about it in the offseason. But old Wink, man. Wink's a wild boy, but but don't get the giant situation twisted. What he did in, in Baltimore was also uh pretty good too. And I, I think he could do some really cool things with Michael. But that's another discussion for another day. Just wanted to kind of bring that up. Um, we'll see what happens when or if Dan Quinn leaves Cowboys. So before we get our guy, Patrick Nosey Walker, uh coming through in a few minutes. This coaching stuff, man. I, I saw a few people in there uh bring up or not bring up, but state that the GOATs in regards to Belichick and Saban, hard to argue that, right? Like at the very least, if you don't like Bel see, I'm different. A lot of people don't like Belichick or Brady. I like greatness, so I always was intrigued with them. Um I don't y'all know how I feel. If you've been following me for years, I don't care if you say they cheated their way to six Super Bowls which they didn't cheat their way to six. But if you say they cheated their way to this or that, I don't give a damn because if the shoe was on the other foot, you wouldn't be talking about none of that as a Cowboy fan. So I do not care. I'm, we're waiting, we're trying to get one in the last 30 years. They got six in the last 20. So, yeah, I, I was a big fan of, um, of the Brady-Belichick era, but it wasn't all gravy once Brady left. And even with Brady at the end of it, you know, Belichick the GM wasn't as good but I still do think he is one of the greatest coaches of all time 100% no doubt about it now if if he goes on to retire and and this is the way hey it happens that way you know you're not always going to go out on top but that doesn't diminish what he did as far as Saban I mean my generation I know there's the Bear Bryant to the world and whatnot but Sabin's the greatest college coach of my time you know so and I know we get the jokes and whatnot but Saban's the best, you know, and you, you can say, well, well, Saban's too hard or old school. Whatever. Hey, results speak. Six national championships with two different uh, org- organizations, two different programs. And even I remember Nick Saban in Michigan State. They were a respectable program there. So, you know, Nick Saban's that guy. And if you really think about it, when he came to the National Football League, if I'm not mistaken, Miami won something like 9-7 that year. Something like that. It was a one like they were bad. The mistake he made, and obviously that actually was a good mistake for his career, was he elected to go with Dante Culpepper, I believe that was that year, and not Drew Brees. He was afraid of Drew Brees' arm. Um, you know, Drew Brees had injured his shoulder with the, at the time, San Diego Chargers, and they got spooked and spook, spooked away from Drew Brees, and they didn't take him. Breeze goes to New Orleans. The rest is history. I wonder what happened. It's so funny, these little things that, you know, happen in in sports that create a domino effect. If that never happens and, and Drew Breeze stays in Miami, does Saban stay a few years? Does that take him a different path? He doesn't go to Alabama, sixth national champion? Just never know. Just never know. But but I know Miami at that time was is probably smacking themselves for not uh getting drew Brees and letting nick saban go and then if i'm not mistaken the whole wildcat thing got ushered in around that time too because they didn't have a quarterback but your domino effects man and if you go back even further right even further nick saban bill belichick worked together before in uh i believe cleveland you you also had nick saban's i'm sorry bill belichick's father was was coaching above Nick Saban at one point in the 80s or 90s sometimes. So there, there's a relationship there. These two happening to retire or at least be out of their programs slash organizations at the same time, it's fitting. It's just fitting. It makes sense. With that said, Cowboys Nation, let's go ahead and turn the page and get our guy Patrick Nosey Walker up in the building with the Scientific Method. What's good, No C? Hey,
4: man, it is playoff week. Boy. Gucci, how you doing?
1: Man, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I've been hyping up the, the, the fan base the last two days with that speech from uh, McCarthy, uh, from uh, from Hard Knocks. They need,
4: they need to be hyped up. Need, the fans need, ladies and gentlemen, let me find out. Y'all need to be hyped up for a playoff week. Let me find out. Let
1: me find out. Well, I don't know if they do, but man, just bringing it in with that energy, I feel like I can go out there and give him give him just one step on the field to get me off of the field. But I can give him something. That's how hyped that Mike McCarthy is getting <laughs> with that speech, bro. How, how many reps you
4: got in you? I, I don't reps? got
1: no reps. I mean, I'll go out there and, and give him some water. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna do it at 110. percent Is what I'm saying, Pat. <laughs>
4: Listen, I I told Joe Witt, oh, uh, at Al Harrison training camp, when Joe accidentally confused me for one of his defensive backs, I was like, "Listen, I can get you three reps, three reps. You give me a one day contract, I get you three reps. The first two are gonna be elite. The third one, I ain't making no promises, but I,
1: I got you three reps." Man, if if the rep if the rep from if the rep is a fake orbit like an orbit motion where you just faking it to me and I run all the way clear out of bounds, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Send me on an orbit, all the way out of space, and I'm good. <laughs> oh man, listen, you you a fool with it.
4: You a fool. Hey, Cowboys, you hear this? We we got we got uh we got roles that we can play in a playoff or, and That's all I'm saying. Like, William Steele and, and Patrick Walker. I mean, y'all know what my desk at. You know, you walk by it every day. Talk to me.
1: Yeah, man, man, <laughs> we're we trying to give our all, man. And so are the Cowboys. Let's be honest. And we got a lot of players down there, Pat. That look, it's week 19 in the NFL season, so a lot of players are, are banged up and um, the the one player a lot of us are are worried about is Gilly. Can you kind of give us an update on Gilly and and the rest of the injury report from yesterday?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Gilmore is uh, one of the the headliners as far as the Cowboys fans are concerned about. Now, after Sunday, when he he left with a shoulder subluxation, which is shoulder dislocation, it popped out. Cowboys were able to pop it back in. Uh, I'm told that if it were a playoff game, then he likely would have you know going back into the game so that's promising. After the game, McCarthy and Gilmore basically said that um that they expect that he'll, you know, have a great chance of playing, but of course that was when the adrenaline was flowing. He hadn't woken up the next day just yet and felt that soreness, so kind of put a pin in that. But speaking with Gilmore on yesterday, he sounds like he is absolutely ready to go. Spoke first spoke with Cooks about it, asked Cooks cuz you know those two are kind of besties off the field, so asked Cooks before I got a chance to talk to Gilmore uh and cooks just with a huge smile. He was like, Gilly's fine, man. He's fine. So then went over to, to Gilmore's locker room uh, to locker his locker, started talking to him and, and basically this was his quote. He said, I played through worst, uh through worse, I'll be out there whatever it takes. End quote. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. He is going full Captain America, full Steve Rogers and the Avengers, whatever it takes. Whatever I it don't takes. see anything yeah, I don't see anything short of uh, his shoulder falling off keeping him out of this game. Now the other headliner, obviously, is going to be Tyler Smith. Cowboys um, are not just optimistic. They expect, uh, they, they very well expect that he'll be on the field on Sunday with that torn plantar fascia. Um, and, obviously, he missed the last game because they chose to sit him, which was wise. We talked about it last week. That would have been my play. That was their play. Wonderful, magnificent. Um, So he's expected to be back. He returned to practice yesterday in a limited capacity. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, we saw him return in week 18. Took some limited reps, I think, 13, 14 reps to to kind of grease the wheels for the playoffs. He was limited on yesterday with that ankle injury. Uh, Nothing kind of holding him back from, you know, having another game coming up. And I feel like I'm missing one. But I'll go ahead and throw out Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker, as everyone knows, he's been working through that ankle injury for a few weeks now. It actually cost him the game against Buffalo. But if you notice, he's been upgraded to full. So he's a full practice participant at this point. Oh, Zach Martin. That's who I was missing. Zach Martin with the illness. Um, Zach was, he was down bad. He was down bad on uh, Sunday and saw him on the flight, obviously coming back. And unequivocally, he could not have played in that game. Even if it were a playoff game, he was really down for the count. Same thing still that, that kicked my ass yeah. a couple weeks ago and, and has been kicking ass around the building that, that took big Zach down. He, mm-hmm. he was not looking great, but, but, uh, yesterday was a veteran rest day. He's expected to play, return to practice uh, today or tomorrow. He's expected to be on the field. So full compliment of the offensive lineman for the Cowboys. Jonathan Hankins is good. Millie Cooker is good. Stefan Gilmore, stay whatever it takes.
1: Quick, quick uh, question on, on Hank. So he, they have him as a DNP yesterday. Was that more so just to give his ankle a breather after having come back and played against Washington?
4: No, that was actually a technical error. He oh. was not DNP. That That's what was released at first, and then PR gotcha. doubled back and said, oops, my bad, he was uh, limited, as a matter of fact. So uh, initially when nervous. I saw that, because I, yeah, obviously I was at the, the media portion of practice, and I was watching him go through individual drills. So even if that DNP stuck, I wouldn't have been concerned. That's why I, I gave the context in my tweet saying he's continuing his rehab. I figured they just rehabbed him after the individual drills and said, okay, we'll get you back to practice tomorrow. But, you know, not 15 minutes later, PR sent a new email and said, oops, our bad, he's actually limited. So, great news there. He actually did participate in perfect. team drills yesterday.
1: Perfect, perfect. Let me let me stay on that side of the ball real quick and uh, kind of talk to you about the article you just you dropped, uh, I believe it was yesterday or two days ago, on Jay Lou and, and Donovan Wilson. You know, these are two guys who have turned it on the last month or so of the season. And you got a chance to speak to those guys, you know, at the locker room or you know, off off record or what have you. Like, can you highlight some of the conversations of, of how those guys have kind of turned it around and, and had this resurgence of sorts heading into the playoffs?
4: Reps, 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 uh, especially when you're talking about Jordan Lewis. I mean, he had he suffered not only a season ending injury last October in 2022, but a career threatening injury. That you know also threw him into a deep place, as far as uh, a deep dark place, as far as depression is concerned. Yeah. And you know the camaraderie had to really pull him out. Between you know Dan Quinn showing up at his front door, Al Howard showing up showing up at his front door. So fast forward, training camp. Guess what? He's on the pup list, physically unable to perform. He wasn't activated until guess when? Final roster cutdowns. He had to get his swagger back, and it took some time to do that. Um, but now it's occurred. And the Donovan Wilson misses training camp, all of training camp, and preseason with the calf strain. Um, and it took him some time, not necessarily as much as Jordan, but it took him some time to kind of get his legs back as well, literally and figuratively speaking. And then you look at the where they are these last two to three weeks. I mean, two takeaways in as many games for both of those guys, yeah. four combined takeaways. Talked to Jordan Lewis on yesterday. Obviously, I've been speaking to him his whole career, throughout this whole process especially. Told me yesterday it's just a matter of reps and confidence. You know, he, he said he's a fighter one of the best fighters in the league, no matter what you throw at him, he's just going to keep punching, which is something Deron Bland spoke with Bland about Jordan as well. And Jordan, I'm sorry, Bland said the same thing, not so coincidentally. He used the term fighter when it comes to Jordan Lewis and then asked both of them about the resurgence of Donovan. And Jordan said that he's had so much fun since, you know, Donald came into the league in 2019 or so just uh, with that competition of who can take the ball away more often in the game. So, Those two, Donald and Jordan, they're back to kind of playing off of each other. You get a takeaway. I want to get one as well. And the evidence being, look at the last two weeks, right? Jordan gets a takeaway. Jordan gets an interception. Donovan gets an interception. Go to the commanders. Jordan gets the strip fumble recovery. And Donald said, not so fast, my friend. I want this action too. So they're hitting top gear at the right time, Will, and they're playing off of each other. And Bland is, is back on the saddle as far as interceptions are concerned. Gilmore will be on the field. I mean, the defense, especially the secondary, they're hitting their prime right at the
1: right top. All right, perfect segue into kind of my next question. And, and really just an observation, really. This defense is going to need a guy like J. Lou and Donovan Wilson to step up, right? J. Lou wasn't here last year when the Cowboys played. When I say wasn't here, wasn't available. He was out with injury Great. the last time the Cowboys played. Packers last season two different quarterbacks two different teams but not that different what if if you have more confidence in this defense compared to last year what gives you that confidence that they can perform better because remember they gave up 31 points last year on the road why is this defense better equipped to deal with this now Jordan Love uh led offense
4: so a couple things number one um Where does Aaron Rodgers play? (laughs) Because it ain't in Green Bay, and and that's who put up that thirty-one in the the overtime comeback victory, right? So that's number one, two, and three. Now let's get to point number four. Um, the defense—it kind of you feel like it's almost a wash, uh, not necessarily a complete wash when you look at you know because for as good as Jordan Lewis is playing and back in his prime and hawking the ball and playing great coverage, they're still missing Trayvon Diggs. So last season. You know, you you were down Jordan Lewis, you were down Anthony Brown, and you were going against Aaron Rodgers in that game. Okay, and this game, yeah, you're down Trevon Diggs, but you're only down
5: Trevon Diggs.
4: Jordan Lewis is here. Stephon Gilmore, you acquired him via trade for situations such as these. Okay, uh, you look at what DeRon Bland has been able to do, league leader interceptions, uh, historic season. Malik Cooker's playing good ball, uh, and and then. The fact that Jordan Love, no knock to Jordan Love, we'll talk about him in a second, but he doesn't have that alpha receiver. He doesn't have a C.D. Lamb or Justin Jefferson or or anything like that. So there's not anyone for the Cowboys secondary to have to shade coverage toward. All they have to do is play straight up and win their particular matchup. Donovan Wilson is winning his matchups lately. Jordan Lewis is winning his matchups. Deron Bland is winning uh, more often than not. Gilmore is winning so many of his matchups that you don't really hear about him until he takes the ball away or almost gets an interception, but you don't hear about Gilmore getting burnt over the top or anything like that. So you have these very capable Packers receivers, but nobody that's technically explosive. Christian Watson, we know Aaron Rodgers made him look like you know Randy Moss in that particular game, but guess what, Will? Aaron Rodgers isn't coming <laughs> out of that tunnel. Right, uh, and also Christian Watson is, is hobbled. Romeo Dobbs, he's hobbled with a chest injury. So they're banged up. They don't have an alpha guy. They have just a bunch of very capable guys, who Jordan likes to spread the ball around. Jordan loves likes to spread the ball around too. So really, it's just it's a better matchup and a better situation for the Cowboys defense even without Trayvon Diggs because you don't have Trayvon Diggs, they don't have Aaron Rodgers.
1: Period. Got Patrick Nosey Walker DallasCowboys.com joining us right now. Pat, before you came on, we were talking about the coaching situation uh, around the league that is kind of having a domino effect, likely it will at least, uh, for the Cowboys. With Dan Quinn once again now in the news as a potential candidate elsewhere in the league. What, it, what's it like around the star right now? Is that a huge topic? Is it, I don't want to say distraction because these guys seem very focused. But I do understand that Dan this is now year two or three in a row where he's ha- having to deal with prepping for the playoffs and prepping for potential interviews?
4: Nobody's talking about it. Great. It, it's, it's, a, it's a non-story, non-topic inside of the organization as we have this conversation. The only time you'll see anyone within the team or the organization talking about it is if they're asked a question. You know, Jerry goes on the radio, he's asked a question about it, he answers. McCarthy goes up to the, you know, to the podium, he's asked a question, he answers it. Jordan was asked yesterday, Jordan Lewis, about Dan Quinn's influence. Um, and Joe Witt and Al Harris, he answered the question. But once the cameras go off, there has not been a single time that I've walked past anyone or stopped to talk to anyone, player, coach, uh, front office guy, and they were in the middle of talking about possibly losing Dan
6: Quinn or what
4: happens with, you know, this coach or that coach. They are super locked in on beating the Packers, especially McCarthy, and not necessarily because he's trying to do it for himself. He said he regretted. Uh, taking that angle yeah. in 2022 because it backfired. But we all know he's human and we all know he wants this. Uh, and the players want to get this for him. Dan Quinn wants to get this for him. So while the interview requests are coming in and rightfully so for guys who've earned it, like Quinn uh, and, and Will McClay, nobody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about how to beat the Packers in advance.
1: Love to hear it. Now, can you talk to us about your science lab uh, article coming up because boy you the way you've been talking about this this week i, I might cut my show <laughs> off early to go read this article dog the promo been crazy. playoff
4: mode playoff mode man playoff mode i started really diving into this film for the packers and joy and love and aaron jones and the defense um you know past real secondary i started diving in on monday spent hours watching film on monday tuesday spent hours between splitting and film and and charting advanced uh, metrics on the team to try to figure out the trends for both, where are the strengths for both, where are the weaknesses for both, how can you attack this Packers team. Um, and that's basically what the Science Lab is about this week. It is about how the Cowboys can get their poetic justice uh, against these Green Bay Packers. you got a great chance here. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible matchup for the Green Bay Packers. This is probably the worst matchup that they could have drawn in this year's tournament. Now, that is not to say, let me be clear, that is not to say the Cowboys can sleepwalk through this. Do not play with your food. If, mm-hmm. if Jordan Love and, and the Packers are still close in this game, uh, middle of the fourth quarter, you are in trouble. This is a game that if the Cowboys execute and eliminate self-inflicted wounds like unnecessary false starts, holding penalties, roughing the passers, you know, running into the kicker, things that move the chains for the other team and stall your own drives, this is a te- this is a game that the Cowboys should win by 20 points or more.
1: I love to hear that. The only it,
4: question man. is, only question is, will they? Jordan Love is great between the 20s, um, not good in the red zone. Uh, Aaron Jones, great between the 20s, not good in the red zone. The Packers run defense, uh, not good on at any part of the field. Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, you're up. Might be a solid game for you guys. They also don't cover well on any part of the field, but they also drag their linebackers out horizontally and open up the middle of the field to try to help their boundary guys. Guess what, Jake Ferguson, you're up. Um, So, C.D. Lamb, you're up because they don't cover number one wide receivers very well either. The list goes on and on. Jordan Lewis, no, sorry, Jordan Love, he can make all the throws, Will, all the throws from a comfortable pocket. But on the run, when he's on the move, and on the run is qualified as eight miles per hour or greater. On the run, he is ranked 31st in the league in making throws. He is a, a horrendous quarterback when he's on the run, but he's very good in the pocket. Contrarily, Dak Prescott is even better when he's on the run and he's a lead in the pocket. Horrible matchup for the Packers. Cowboys should win this one big, but we'll see if they do. It's all about focus and discipline.
1: Hey, hey, show's over, y'all. I'm going to read this damn article in about 45 minutes. That's all. <laughs> he done got me hyped, man. Make sure, make sure y'all go read that article on Check com, it out, man. man.
4: DallasCowboys.com within the next hour or so. This week's Science Lab. Uh, playoff edition. We're in playoff mode, man. Let's go get
1: it. Appreciate you, big dog. That is Patrick Dosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Hey, I'll talk to you later, bro. Holler. Oh, yo boy. Pass it. Hold on. Hold on. Turn this off real quick. Pass it. Can y'all hear that? Can y'all hear that? If y'all can't hear that, I, I'll, I'll run it back. But he basically said, Packers defense. Okay, so y'all can't hear it. I got you. I got you. I had a feeling something was going on. there. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Where you at? Where you at? Because y'all got to hear it. This was the energy Pat was bringing. Come on. Where you at? There we go. There she goes. All right. Here we go. Here we go. His hair, whack. His gear, whack. His jewelry,
7: whack. His foot stands, whack.
1: Whack. The way that he talks, whack. The way that he doesn't even <laughs> like to smile, whack. Me, I'm tight. Packers defense, whack. Packers offense, whack. They uh, run game, whack. They run defense, whack. I feel you, bro. Let's go out here and handle it. Now, they ain't really all whack, but that's just the energy I was getting right there, and I love it. All right, quick little break. We're going to come back, and we're going to jump into this breakdown of the Packers defense against this Cowboys offense.
0: You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and reach for the sky. Here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live.
1: Gotta love the scientific method, man. Gotta love it. Did a deep breakdown on the Packers' offense against the Cowboys' defense yesterday with a Koye, and we had briefly talked about the differences between this matchup last year and this matchup now. Aaron Rodgers obviously is number one. This is no disrespect to Jordan Love. Jordan Love is having a phenomenal end of the season, but but a Rod's different. Let me tell you how he's different. So in that game, when A.B. went down, which wasn't like he was playing well anyway, he went down on the touchdown pass. My i mistaken, he got cooked on a deep ball, fell, knocked himself out the game, touchdown to Watson, if not, I believe that's who it was. And Aaron said, oh, so your starting quarterback goes down, even though he ain't good, we're going to continue to play mouse in the house. And they just kept going. Over there. Bing, 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 bing. Kelvin uh Joseph just getting rocked. And then he took advantage of a rookie and De'Ron Bland in the slot from time to time. Did they go to digs? Nope. And I think that could be a major difference uh, defensively is or offensively for the Packers. Is you know, A-Rod, veteran quarterback, he understands, right? He knows I'm going to attack the weakness of a defense over and over and over and over and over again. Where Jordan Love still young quarterback, first start, first year starting quarterback. I don't think he's quite there yet. Um, you even see it on film, he'll, you know, he'll tr- he'll try in a sense to to, you know, force feed it to a guy. But they don't have a dude. They don't have the the CD lambs of the world out there. They don't. So he, he's kind of reliant on LeFleur putting him in advantageous situations. And if it's not there, like he said, and like we talked about yesterday, it's not like he's making off script plays outside the pocket. 31st and QBR when he has to throw in the run. Um, my example was when you go look at the plays. They don't really have scramble drills baked in it the same way as that we do because they, they want to throw the ball deep downfield. So everybody's already downfield. So that's the Packers' offense. This is the Packers' defense. Some noticeable players on that team, some some names that aren't quite what they were. Uh, here's some of their key players, Preston Smith, Sean Gary, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, uh, start with the two on the end here. Preston Smith, I I said this to a couple different people. I I sent out some text messages to our Cowboys community, and I was just like, hey, man, Tyron Smith about to lock Preston Smith up. Put him in jail. Throw away the keys. He can't do nothing with Tyron, bro. He can do nothing. I don't even think he can do much against Terrence. You know, this is, again, no knock on Preston. He's just a one-trick, pure power-type rusher. Uh, better against the run, sure, but they're not great against the run in general. And we'll show some examples of that. So, you know, Preston, it looks like, hey, you got eight, nine sacks or whatever, but I promise you it's not because he's just whooping you right away and getting sacks. Uh, from what I saw via film, a lot of these sacks were, were mostly coverage sacks, uh, which— kind of contradicting when you look at their coverage but that's that's what I saw it's either coverage or stunts or or they're getting there late Um, some of their disruptors though out of respect Kenny Clark he is one of their more disruptive players defensively on the interior he can get after it right? he's a guy that has a a motor that runs hot um, and just never really stops and Biotis is the one that's likely going to have to deal with him most of the time uh, One-on-one, that's, that's a battle, right? But I've seen Biotis battle with some guys. Biadish hasn't been great this year, but it's not like he's went up against dudes that were bums. So he's he's played against some really good uh, d- interior defensive and linemen and, and hasn't died all day. So between Biotis, Tyler Smith, and Zach, I think we can deal with Kenny Clark majority of the time, if not 90%, 95% of the time. He might win once or twice, but that's what Dak is for, right? Dak, Dak can take care of that if he does win. But I feel like he can be neutralized by Zach Martin and Tyler Smith. Uh, Biadish is the one that, hey, we just need you to not die here and we'll be fine on the interior. Rashawn Gary is their biggest disruptor. That's their best pass rusher. Uh, He's come on over the last few seasons, a talented pass rusher, no doubt. right, but he's going to give still problems from time like he's going to we just need still not to die cuz oh you can't die out there on the island right you're gonna give up some pressures you may even give up a sack right but we just we just need you to survive on that island by yourself from time to time and I think he can and here's why G- Gary has a great you know kind of grab and snatch technique that might get Terrence in trouble but majority of the time you know he's not winning fast you know, his time to pressure from the snap to the quarterback is actually somewhere in the 60s, like 64th or 69th in the league from his position. Uh, and to put that in perspective, Micah D. Law and Dorrance all rank in the top 31 and Micah's is in the top half of the league. So and depending on what metric you look at, Micah could be number one. But Gary and then that matches the film when you really look at it. He, he's just not beating you right away. Again, coverage sacks. Uh Stunts, you know, getting there a little later than 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 right now. So if Terrence doesn't die out there, <sighs> what game was what game was that where they barely touched him? Was it Washington at home? They, I don't even think they touched, you know, Dak in Washington. Now the difference is this is a better defense statistically and and talent wise than the Washington football people. But if you don't touch Dak, if you're not moving, even if you do move him, but if you're not getting a Dak. It's curtains, and and I don't know if they're going to be able to. They do do a good job, like I said, with their stunts. Um, and if I had to compare it to how they do it, based off of what I saw compared to the Cowboys, I feel like their stunts are designed. They're they're called plays. They're not um, rogue. I shouldn't use the word. They're not stunts like the Cowboys. The Cowboys do stunts where they're calling it themselves literally right before the play or during the play type situation. And you can tell because there might be one guy that's stunting and the other guy is just still running down the middle of the defense. So it's like, hey, what, what happened here? That's because they have the freedom to call their own play there in that sense where the Packers, you can tell these are called stunts. So they do it in, at, a, at a decent rate, but we got a pretty good line uh in regards to recognizing stunts. And Tyler didn't play last week, but but Tyler's been fine with that for the most of the season. Um But just be prepared for that is all I'm saying. Now let's take a look at them by the numbers before we hit this film real quick and this is just basically some of their coverage breakdowns this is this is going to be a heavy single high team um, and they do a lot of it based out of zone cover 3 and cover 4 as you guys can see here uh, via summer sports top 10 in both categories ninth and cover 3 10th uh, and cover 4 but they do not execute it well they're not going to run a whole lot of too high shell. They're at the bottom of the league uh, in that. And for good measure, they aren't good at it. From a success percentage, they do not do well uh, in a too high uh, type of shell. They will play that middle of the field, close defense. And Joe Barry last year, to his credit, he confused these wide receivers. And I don't know if it was Dak so much, but he confused these wide receivers a lot. And he had them second guessing on these option routes in the middle of the field because he would drop a safety Dead smack in the middle, whether it be, you know, the deep third or whether it be in the middle of the field, taking away those over routes. He can try that this year, but this offense is different. This passing concept, it's just different now. You know, as I said, cover four, ranked 10th, but they're almost dead last in EPA uh, allowed. Same thing with cover three. They're ranked ninth, but they're 22nd in EPA allowed. And this is via summer sports, but you can look at any other type of statistic or metric and they're, they're just not good at it so flat out i don't think they play pass defense very well at all any simple or creative concepts will trip these dudes up in zone i don't think they they pass it off particularly well you know there's going to be huge opportunities in that middle of the defense their linebackers and um simone Bowles' husband he you know he comes down sometime in that box and it doesn't do that great to me you know they will use him like a backer sometimes. They'll use him like a J-Ron curse. And I'm just like, hey, attack anybody that they send in that middle of the field. The Quay Walkers, Campbell, Simone Biles' husband, anybody. Attack them. There's going to be opportunities for these backs and for these tight ends to have a big day if they want to. Like, this is going to be up to Dak and McCarthy and them boys. Like, if they want uh, Jake Ferguson to have a big day, if they want Tony and Rico to have a big day, they can. CD lamb and Brandon Cooks could too CD lamb and Brandon Cooks could too let's uh let's hit the film room real quick show you a couple plays this was uh against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which this game was frustrating at first to watch because I'm like man Baker there's so many opportunities what's happening but eventually they, they figured it out but like I said you can take advantage of a Quay Walker who will be here? He's not a he's not a cover guy. This is not somebody that 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 I will be worried about in coverage. He is an athletic linebacker, but but this takes more than athleticism to be out there in coverage, and um, that's what you know. They got a one on one here with uh, White and just hitting with a <laughs> just wide open and and, and yak. He gets some yak. So we don't do this often, but remember last week, y'all. If y'all remember Tape Tuesday, we talked about Tony Pollard. Hmm. He ran a wheel route. Rico Dowdle, back-to-back deliberate plays where they featured him out the backfield. Hmm. Right? You get one-on-one with one one of these back. I don't care who it is. This can easily happen. And you saw Quay Walker just get lost in the sauce all day uh, in coverage. And not just this game, but other games too. This one right here. And this is going to be a sack. Right? And this this is a coverage sack like like I talked about before. A sack fumble. But this could be just either a miscommunication with – The tight end and the quarterback. I want you to take a look at the tight end down here on the screen. And we'll show the whole player in a second. But I want to highlight this tight end because this is where you got to have some experience or understanding of what's happening and just kind of sit down. Because if he sits down, this thing is wide open for easy pitch and catch. So there's the play. Completely ran out. And let's bring it back and see what happens. So essentially he's going to run Mike Williams or Mike Williams, Mike Evans to run off this cornerback deep post to take away this safety. If this tight end sits, this is wide open in my opinion, wide open, but the tight end doesn't sit. He continues his route and runs right into the coverage. So an experienced quarterback, a better quarterback in this situation, if the tight end doesn't sit right here, which I mean, I don't know why you don't. I mean, you, you you see what's happening. You're running right into the coverage. Then Baker Mayfield, okay, he's not sitting down. You're not firing. I know this is what you want, Baker, but you're not firing. If you do, he's probably going to get rocked. Well, you got to come back here. You got to come right back here and hit the check down. Baker doesn't. They get a sack. Good for the Packers. But to me, that's just an opportunity. And both of those situations were out of a 3-by-1 or 3-by-2 formation You you count the running back. So there, there was even more opportunities in this game for Baker Mayfield uh, to hit. And this is a simple play action. Where these again? This is where these backers really want to use their athleticism is in the run game, and don't do it well. But get a simple play action, or should I say, run action? Because look at these linemen. This is why I believe in just in run action as opposed to just flat out play action. You get a pull, which looks like it's play action. These guys are going to bite extremely hard. You're going to get wide open. CJ got or CJ Godwin, Chris Godwin, for a pitch and catch. I mean, this is CD Lamb. You know, they use Godwin in a similar way that, you know, CeeDee Lamb, go in the slot, move outside. I don't think they have anybody that can really deal with them. This play is just a cool-ass play, man. I'm going to let it play real quick. We'll run it back, and you'll see Baker Mayfield had the pick of the litter, whoever he wanted. What a what a cool play. This is a great play. Um, Orbit Motion by number 13. I'm going to swing it back here. White. Right up the seam. And then this wide receiver. And just watch the options. Oh, by the way, in this tight end, he sits down there too. Watch the options Baker Mayfield has at the top of his drop. I mean, he can go here. He can go here. And if he wants, he can go right here. Just a fantastic play that puts pressure. They like to play that single high. The Cowboys have an amazing scheme to attack. One safety. If you're going to do this all day, it's a wrap. And when they do play the two high, they don't do it well. I just really don't see a world where this defense is consistently having success against the Cowboys offense. Unless the Cowboys are having mental errors, pre-snap penalties, holdings. They're turning the ball over. But if they're playing clean football at home, I mean, maybe a punter, maybe a punt or two. Maybe they won't punt at all. They might not punt at all. All right, so we talked about how the the Packers like to run um, a lot of cover for, right? They just like to get these guys back. Everybody just drop back, get to your zones, right? The the Packers like to do this. One of my favorite ways to attack that is a play that the Cowboys run a whole lot is where they'll they'll send this wide receiver on a seven, and right underneath that is the tight end usually. It's uh, Jake Ferguson maybe on a delay release or whatnot, and that puts the pressure on this cornerback to decide if the, if the cornerback plays back, then you attack. If the cornerback plays back, you attack here. If the cornerback steps up, you attack right behind him. And that's exactly what happens. The cornerback steps that leaves this void back here. And it's pretty much pitch and catch. Uh, Dallas have been doing that all year um, as a staple play, at least for the, like the first like 10 games, or I should I say after San Fran. And then we, I haven't seen it as much. The last time we kind of saw it was against the, the Eagles because they played a lot of that cover for as well, a lot of zone. And they had success in it. So the way Dak is playing, the way these wide receivers are playing, the way and, – and he's not on the phone no more. I don't know why he's up here. The way that that Mike is dialing it up, I don't think they have an answer. For the Cowboys' offensive attack, from a, from a passing game standpoint, we're going to get to the run game here in a second. From a passing game standpoint at all, this could be a 350-plus a game if they wanted to be. It's just simple for me. Block it up. Like, don't, and I think they can. Take care of the ball, no pre-snap penalties. They do that. The here-we-go offense is going to be amazing at home, as long as they play clean. We're going to get to the other part of it here in a second. Um, Okay, So so I did see you in there, Toxic Tom. But we had some, some business to take care of, too. So let's get to it. Let's talk about this run game. In fact, got a little film here, too. And I'm not going to break all the film down. But I'm going to just let this play. And the reason why I wanted to go to this game was because it was like, hey, man, pick, pick one for the Packers' run defense. Just pick a game. They have given up over 200 yards rushing of four times. Look, I, I get it, Cowboys Nation. We we get on our Cowboys run defense from, from time to time, mainly because of the Buffalo Bills game, because it was a 200-yard day. But the Packers have been ran on for 200 yards four separate occasions, over 120 yards, nine separate occasions, and they're 23rd in the NFL in yards per carry. And one thing I noticed, uh, watched two different games, but this was the game I wanted to come away with, and show to y'all because this is against a team that doesn't have a good quarterback. They don't have a good passing offense, and they still got ran on. And watching it, I'm like, man, this is a good day to do some zone stuff. Really good day to do zone this thing up. And if you're going to do any type of gap exchanges, gap concept type of scheme things, then you need to do it with the pre-snap motion. Remember we talked about them building towards this game? Against Washington, man, we saw a lot of pre-snap runs, pre-snap motion runs, ass snap motion runs. If, if you're going to be stationary in the sense of, or I'm sorry, if you're going to be doing gap things, you can't be stationary. There has to be some pre-snap motion to it. And if you're going to be stationary, then you need to run zone. I'm not a fan of stationary, though. Zone or bring in Lipke to be the lead backer, Right? But I'm heavy on a pre snap motion. It can open up some holes. It did in this game here, um, and, and and get outside as well. Get outside. I, I don't think Campbell's the same player he used to be. Um, you know, Walker. Again, I say he's an athletic guy, but it, to me, he doesn't he doesn't do anything for me. And then you got Mr. Biles on the back end, Jonathan Owens, um, who look, he's not a bad player or anything like that. I just I don't think he's a difference maker. That's all I'm saying. So there's going to be opportunities in the run game too. But don't get it twisted, right? Don't look at, hey, man, they're 23rd on the ground, 200-yard games, and you go out there and say, well, we just going to be a running team today. No, 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 no. You are a passing team. You're one of the best, if not the best, in the National Football League. You lean on that, and you just make sure you don't become one-dimensional, right? You make sure you sprinkle in the runs, the pre-snap motion type runs, the quality runs, your best runs for this game. But you lean on what got you here to this dance, and that's your 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 boundary wide receivers and quarterback. Don't try to switch this thing up and get cute. So that is the cow. I'm sorry. That is the Packers defense. Not look. I know if it's a Packer fan watching this, you probably like, man you you hating. I promise you, I ain't hating. I'm just I'm just telling you what I saw on film and and with the statistics, man. It's not, a, it's not a scary defense. And, and at any, there's nothing they do that should strike fear in this team. In fact, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, Joe Barry, by the way, if you want to call in, you can, 351 Joe Barry is just like, man, keep it in front of you. Make them matriculate down the field when they get into the red zone. Hope this red zone offense that, sh- that was showing up the first two, three games of the season, whatever it was, four game. Hope that red zone offense shows up, first half of the season. Hope that one shows up. We went from being like thirtieth in red zone offense to I think we finished fourteenth, think. Somewhere around somewhere around the middle of the pack, which is a huge jump. Joe was probably like, "Look this this ain't this ain't on us. <laughs> this game ain't on us. We we just have to make sure we get a stop from time to time." It's gonna be about the Packers' offense being able to keep up with the Cowboys offense, in my opinion. But don't give them a re don't give them any type of momentum to stop you. Don't give them any type of confidence, false confidence at that. And usually we don't at home. I saw uh I saw Tuck in the building. Hey Tuck, you need to let these, you need to let these fans know. Tomorrow or not tomorrow. Sunday is not the day to be sitting down. I, I know you to stand up, uh, police. Well, fam, I'm going to need you to go out there strapped with the vest on, all that. I need you to police all these fans. Shouldn't be a reason, right? should not be a, a single reason why we shouldn't make it difficult for the Packers on the other side of the ball. And they keep asking the players, the defenders, they say, hey, man, why, why you guys play different at home? And they say the energy. You know, Offensively, I don't believe it has anything to do with the fans. Defensively, might that could be the case. I think there was something to 16 turnovers at home. Yes, the the the, the teams and whatnot, but you, you still got turnovers against good offenses, right? Seattle, Detroit, the Rams. That's good offenses. You know what helps that though? Getting up. Getting up on opponents. And if they get up on these on this Packers defense. And they and they got a young quarterback out there having to sift through all this madness the crowd now is on your side the pressure of the first playoff game and having to keep up with the, with an MVP quarterback on the other side it can get it can get like like Pat said it could get ugly as long as you play clean he said he said nah we're not getting cute Sunday I just got I just got the Dallas. I'm ready to go now. Please, bro. Because, because look, you know, I know you call them out. You, you put them on the screen. You, you put it on Twitter. Call their asses out, man. I do not want to see a shot getting cut to one of the seats and you got these Cowboy fans. It's third and seven and they just like this. I don't get that. Why are you there? What you mad for? Get up. Get hype. Let me let me just chill. Because that ain't that ain't my fight. That's Tuck's fight. I just I but I feel you, is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's hit the phone lines. Let's talk to my guy, Mel. What's good, bro? What? Am yeah. I muted? No, no, sir. You live. What's up with you? Oh, what's up, King? What's good with you, man?
8: Man, I, I'm feeling everything. No C said, bro. This, this should be this should be a masterpiece sneaker. Very very ugly. I, I I can't see no way that this team should be able to keep up with us this week, bro. Uh, I think the only only thing that would give them a glimmer of hope, Dak, Mike, and CD, and Pollard would all have to be bad they would all have to like not yeah. not good not luck. like <laughs> and good luck with that like it, i just i just bro this team is hungry right now we got a lot of guys that got a lot to prove we got a lot of guys that don't have a great history going against the packers and when they see them uniforms man i, I think it's about to be turn up time bro i i can't see i can't see no way that offense scores more than 17 to 20 and I I can't see no way we get less than thirty five, bro. I, I just I just can't see that. Like,
1: yeah, they I, they. they i would be sh- I'll be shocked if they if they don't if they don't eclipse the twenty eight plus point marker. I mean, it, and and it's not again not a disrespect. I respect all my opponents. Nah. It's just go look at how the Cowboys play at the crib. Uh, you can say, well, what about Detroit? I mean, they literally left a whole touchdown on the field. <laughs> I mean, that's a touchdown. If, okay, I mean, a let's say what about Detroit. Yeah, yeah, this made so,
8: Detroit
1: right. That's what <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. So you know, other than the the Detroit game, which they still won, right? But other than the Detroit game, I mean, we're putting up 30 plus, damn or 40 points per game, and the Cowboys are just driving down the field at home. So I I just don't see them stopping. So now it's going to be about can the Packers' offense keep up? And yes, they've scored a lot of points over the last three or games or whatever. But again. They didn't play this yeah, defense. this ain't the Bears. This ain't the Bears. Yeah, this, this ain't, ain't the Bears. Panthers. This ain't the Giants. This ain't the Vikings. This ain't the Vikings. Like, this is, this is a yeah, different Yeah, with this, this is, I, I think, uh, Foster Jordan Love, man, he has had a very, yeah. very
8: good season, bro. Yeah. Especially as a first-year starter, he's had a very, very good I season. Like and game. I know a lot of people yeah. want to say, yeah, but I, I, I can't help but to just picture him being very overwhelmed by what's coming. Um... You don't have a dog out there that you can just go, okay, let me just get the ball in his direction and let him make plays for me, how Seattle was able to do. Um, you, you don't have that with Green Bay. Now, you might be able to say, okay, let me just turn around and hand it off, but then what happens when you get that one penalty and that sets you back in third and 10 or, you know, you, you the, the one run, you know, d Hit you in the backfield, and now you have to throw, and it's you know, it's gonna be overwhelming for them, man. I, 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 and I'm not even the one to be all you know, uh, we about to smash them, we about to roll them, but honestly, I just can't see no other way that this
1: goes. Let me just say this one more time for the one time because I, I, this fans, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta chill, man. Y'all gotta chill. We're not playing Skywalker, still Mel Patrick, no, see what we're not going on the field. All this, man, y'all better shut up. Y'all gotta take these boys seriously. Y'all better focus. And what? what are you talking about? I'm not lining up on <laughs> third and two. I don't gotta block Aaron Jones. Or, or what do you mean? We can say if I'm we out there, something be wrong about this team's prospects against that team because we're a better team. They in the locker room. Jonathan Hankins, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons. They gotta focus on how they to have block to take those here they got to take, and, yeah. I, and I'm not even saying I'm, I'm not, I, I respect, that's the word I use. I'm respecting the Packers, Mel, but this, these these fans that come in here and say, oh, you better take these guys, what do you mean? We're breaking them down. You think I'm not taking them serious and I'm literally dr- watching hours of film and, and sitting here and, and presenting it to y'all? That doesn't mean at the end of the day we shouldn't feel. Confident what is, what in does our take spot. them serious mean? I don't know, like, but what does fans, take them serious, they come serious in mean? Here and they do that, and they say we, <laughs> we as fans, we better be focused and take them serious. We're not playing, okay? I don't have to focus on nothing. So I just had to get to that out my chest. Uh, it's, it's extremely annoying uh, when look. I constantly hear that. Every time we play a team we feel we're better than, and we say, "Hey, man." Here's the breakdown, but I think the Cowboys go out there and handle their business, and we do it. Those take them serious ass mother efforts are nowhere to be found about taking them serious. It's just like my man Nick Wright said on TV. We spend all week, they do, all week. Hey, man, Cowboys could be on upset alert here. Upset, 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 and then when they go win by 40 points, we spend two minutes talking about it, and we move on. Like, come on, y'all. Relax yeah, but then, that. but then, when we when we getting ready to go play Buffalo, and we say, "Hey, look, yeah,
8: right. this, this team might be six and six, and it's not going to be a cakewalk." They be like, "This oh, team you, might be six six. Like,
1: I'm just you scared. You scared. You scared. My bad. I, I, to, like, hold I on. to vent on that because all we got, keep singing it, and it's just it's just it's just annoying to me, as all, bro. And look, you can say, "Well, Scott, you it's just not, it's being not about- sensitive, whatever." I don't care.
8: It's, it, it, it's not. It's not even about not taking nobody serious because obviously they in the playoffs for a reason, right? And we re, we respect them as as an opponent. And and hey, look, any any given Sunday, anything can happen. We're talking about if we go in and do what we are supposed to do, play. It's not even do what we are supposed to do. Just do what we have been doing. That's it. If we do what we have been doing over the course of this season. At AT&T Stadium, this game should not be close. We should not be here in the fourth quarter going, man, we need a serious stop here. That's all we're saying. We're saying that if we do what we have been doing all season, this game should not be close. This team does not have the weapons or the players to contend with what we present. That is all we're saying. Let me say I'm this, not man.
1: saying that. Let me say this: I'm not looking for BCS style points either, right? Like, if it does come down to that, and the Cowboys do get a stop, and they only win by eight points or something crazy, then so so be it. I'm not looking for style points in the playoffs. I'm just saying I I feel and you should feel extremely confident in this matchup, uh, based off of the film, based off of what's been going on over the season, based off the end of the season. You're just a better team, man. That doesn't mean you go out there and you just roll. The Cowboys should go out there and roll a hat. It's just you are a better team. You go, you play your game at the crib. You should get this victory. Point play Period.
8: Yeah, I mean, hey, look, if they don't come out and they 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 take them lightly and they and they play around with their food, then hey, we could be in trouble. We we could we could say that too, right? Does that sure. mean now we're taking them serious? <laughs> like, no, it just means, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's, you it's, know, sometimes my, my, man, I, I don't I mean know what it, the fan base wants or yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and and,
8: and the policing policing how you fan is kind of weird to me but hey bro uh great show man no see did his thing bro uh ty you still a punk but uh <laughs> we out bro later
1: yo ty caught a straight i mean that wasn't no stray. for those that don't know what episode was that Koye was here. So last week's episode of Akoye, I'm not about to go down that, that rabbit hole. But if you weren't here, go watch the episode with me and Koye at the end of the episode. We had a particular fan that said the Cowboys were trash. Cowboy fan. That we should blow it up, start it all over. That we weren't going to win a division. I mean, he said this last week. He said, We're not going to get the number two seed and win a division. That's what he said. He said, We're going to lose Washington. He wanted to lose Washington. So that's why Mel said what he said. I don't know where you want, LB. I, I, but you know how this goes, LB. He'll show up one or two ways. If Dallas gets to the championship game or Super Bowl, or if they don't. That's what will be here. Y'all, y'all real. Y'all here every day with me. I say it all the time. Win, lose, or draw, I'm here for it all. I ain't going nowhere. Can't go nowhere. I'm here. Those type will show up one or two times. Cowboys get to the Super Bowl, Tennessee Championship game, they'll come out and they'll pretend they've been right. Or if they lose, they'll come out and they'll be like, hey, see, I told you, we trash. We need to blow it up and all this. That's how they do. That's how they do, man. Jay Worthy, what's up, man?
6: Yo, Sky, what up, y'all? What up, Cowboys Nation? How y'all feel? It's
1: good with you. I'm feeling good.
6: Uh, man, that's what I'm talking about. This, Listen, it's not the time to be humble. We got two home games. When the last time we had two home games, guys?
1: Help me out. Well, twenty sixteen, I think. But but we got one home game. But we got one home game right now. Take care of that business. But we've played our way into being able to get two home games, right? We focus on the Packers. Yeah, and that's what I'm
6: talking about. That's that's not me. I'm not. I don't have helmets on. I don't have shoulder pads on. I don't have cleats on. You know, I'm a fan. It's my job to wave that white towel, to
1: wear my jersey, no. walk through Philly, oh, and talk trash. That white towel. I see what you're saying. We, we ain't giving up. No, no, no. We ain't giving up, Scott. Listen, I was
6: there. I told you I was there on Thanksgiving. You know, me and my wife. I was there waving my towel. Like you said, i have seen people with their hands just sitting down. Get up. Get up, man. <laughs> You know, it's time to make noise. How do it's you have a voice down. when you
1: leave? Well, I'll be at a sports bar, and I come on my uh post-game show, I don't even have a voice. How you got a voice at the crib? Not like your crib, but at and T. I don't now, know. No, I know what you're talking about. I don't know,
6: man. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking like this one. I'm like, we kind of a little bougie here in, in, in Texas. We a little bougie here over here, man. Get up, make some noise. My wife was like, uh you blocking them. So what? You know, they, they should be standing up too. You know, I'm I'm not with all that. Listen, like Patrick, no C. Walker says guy. I I'm looking at a 20 point blowout 20 point blowout. What you thinking?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to sound like a broken record, bro. If, if the Cowboys do not shoot themselves in the foot, right? Like goal line turnovers, they got 14 penalties at home, pre-snap motion. But, you know what I'm saying? Turn, like, as long as they're not doing that, this, this, could, this could definitely get away from the Packers. I think it can. I think they can get away from the Packers. I think they win for sure. How much they win by, I, I care less because, you know, just get the victory. But if they do what they've done at home, which is play clean ball for the most part, I, I, I don't think the Packers can, can go blow for blow all day. It's not what I've seen. Now, they might come out, and this is something I don't think I brought up Yesterday with Okoye, Um, this is one of the better first fifteen scripted teams that I've studied, mm-hmm. um, and it and it does mm-hmm. it does not surprise me because you know the, the Lafleur McShay Mc McShay McVeigh Shanahan offenses they are really good. Daniel McDaniel's they are really good at that first fifteen. So um, they they may come out and it may look like oh man this is this is looking great. So they just got to weather that storm. Jordan Love is going to make a play or two with his arm. Aaron Jones might get a you know big run here or there. They just got to weather that storm, and then after that first fifteen, now it's about I right, can you make the adjustments against us. Oh snap, maybe the Cowboys are up fourteen to three or or seventeen to seven. Can we continue to do the same game plan? Now we're out of that script. How does LaFleur and Jordan Love deal with what I think Dan Quinn is going to throw some wrinkles at this this young man? I do. I think there's going to be some wrinkles, and not just him, but the run game as well. So so let's kind of keep our eye out on that, too.
6: Hey, Scott, as soon as they empty the clip, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. They done for. They can't hang with us. And, and, and I see that, like you said, all, all y'all looking at the film and y'all bringing us the analysis and the logistics about how all this is, is going to pan out. Scott, they are the inferior opponent, and we're going to destroy them. And speaking about them, that 20 point victory margin that O.C. Walker spoke about, you know, m- remember on Nick Wright, I don't know if you saw his show the other day, it spoke about how the Cowboys had nine 20 point win deficits this season, more than any in the NFC this year. Oh, uh, second I'm most. All NF-
1: I think it's second most all time or second most in you know, the last 20 years. Only the Patriots in 07 had more. Right. They had 10.
6: Yeah, and and tied with the 99 Rams. And the Rams had the easiest schedule that year. The Patriots had the seventh easiest schedule, and we have the third easiest schedule. So you're talking about we're on that same line with the 99 Rams, the greatest show on turf and a 07 Patriots. You know how huge that is? And it's not even being emphasized. It's not even being talked about. Well, we're making crazy history.
1: I mean, that's all cool, fine, Danny for the regulars. I, I don't care that nobody's talking about that going into the postseason because it, it doesn't matter going into the postseason, right? Like, that what what is what does that really prove that you got twenty point victories, right? Just go out there and get the dub. I don't care if they win by one or a hundred. You know, it, it, right now for the Cowboys, that's why I said um, to to Mel. At the end of the day, yeah, I think this, this team can go out there and get 20-point victory, but we're, this isn't B, the BCS. We don't, I don't care about style points. Just go win, and I think this team can definitely do that. I don't care if it's tight or if it's a blowout. I think they will win this game because they're a better team.
6: And I get it, and I get that. And like I said, here, here's me being a fan again. Those two teams went to the Super Bowl, even though the 07 Patriots lost it. But those teams went to the Super Bowl because of their style of play, because of that margin of victory, because how they were playing. And I believe we have a chance to do that as well, because we're going to – these two teams that we're about to play are definitely going to be inferior to us if we get past the, the, um, the Green Bay Packers. And then next thing you know, whoever wins out of the, I guess, the Tampa Bay Eagles game or however it shakes up, we are better than all these teams. And you, you and Vach kept saying it on the show. You know, the only players that can beat the Cowboys at home is the Cowboys in San Fran. I, listen, we we going to will it. Our voice matters. Cowboys Nation, get up. Sky, you keep doing what you're doing. Scott. come in with that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We them boys. Keep throwing that. N-N-A-T. Hey. <laughs> Appreciate
1: you, Jay Worthy. He just reminded me. All right. Um, He just reminded me. So, Sunday... If you are in the area, you, you you want you don't you want to go to the game, but you can't go to the game. Tickets is crazy. Come to walk on. So I'm I'm putting together. I'm getting in my DJ host bag for the pregame show. Usually in the pregame show, I set up, I chill, I kind of get my mental, kind of take in energy. If there is, there was some crazy energy the Eagles game. But normally it's kind of just chill. Not going to be the case if you're coming out to walk ons. Number one, get there early. Okay, get there early because this is it's going to be packed and are not going to stop letting people in. Number two, I'm going to definitely get in my DJ bag. We're going to have some, some music playing. Pre- We're we going to get the crowd hype, man. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be special. I'm excited for it. So make sure y'all come through. We definitely will be playing some on Boys for sure. For sure. Man, let's get, let's get the man in here himself, dog. Jay Tuck, CFO Sports, to kind of get these fans <laughs> hey. in check. What's up, man?
5: Hey, what's up, DJ Scott, man? What's going on <laughs> with you, bro? <laughs> hey,
1: slide me one of your no, records, man. dog. Slide me one of your records. for the- uh,
5: Yeah, but I'm going to see, see some of my old joints, man. I'm going to see some old <laughs> joints to play, man. Sneak that in there, man. But, yeah, man, I'm I'm in playoff mode, man. I just got to Dallas this morning. Like, I'm already locked in, ready to go. Um And I agree with everything that you and, and OC has been saying, man. Like, the Cowboys should go out there and win this game. It's really not about them. It's about us. If we go out there and handle our business like I know that we should, we should handle this game easily. Now, here is kind of my moniker I always kind of preach with my community, right? We will respect our opponents, but we will fear nobody. And the reason why, me personally, I'm not talking to Cow- I'm not talking to you, Scott. I'm not talking to people who are in the chat. Like we bleed silver and blue, right? But what Cowboys fans really have to understand, and someone just said it earlier, right? Because he came, it's like they they kind of bougie on Thanksgiving. When it's a game where Cowboys fans aren't like fear fearful, they are gonna sit down and chill and have wine and cheese the
1: entire game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, so it's they like, how if fans, they feel good about it? Tuck, like if it's a, the, the Washington football people, the Giants, they kind of right. like going to oh, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I'm just yeah, to, I'm saying, oh,
5: it's, it's 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 Hollywood. It's okay. Hollywood. It's sit back and relax. It's movie night. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that type of environment versus when it was Philly a few weeks ago. Then it was all hands on deck. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to preach, the Cowboys fans say, like, listen, y'all, it's playoffs. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no, it's, it's one and done. Give it all you got for four games. We've seen the players come out and talk about the home field advantage. Like, this is everything that we were asking for. Let's go out there why and out, make right? it happen. But when we, Yeah, why, why out. You know what I'm saying? So don't wear your Navy. Don't wear your, you know, salute the service joints. Like, write the building out. You know what I'm saying? But – If you kind of look, all right, ticket prices are dropping a little bit. You know, I see people saying, well, I'm going to skip this game. I'll be there next week. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, nah, 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 Cowboys Nation. We are putting one step ahead and let's just focus on Green Bay. So when I say focus on Green Bay, I know people are talking about San Fran. They're talking about Detroit. Like, nah, nah, this is the matchup that's in front of us. Go out there, whether you're at the game, whether you're at walk-ons, you're in Germany, represent Cowboys Nation, get behind our team of support because that's all that we can do at this point. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm coming from with this A lock it on Green Bay. Like, I don't, I don't care about Dan Quinn possibly leaving right now and all that. I'm, I'm locked in on playoff mode right now, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my whole gripe on the whole, oh wait, can you you can't hear that good. My whole gripe on that was when people come in to our communities or our shows and there are comments and, and because we're talking about why we think we can win and we're giving reasons and they're like, "Oh man, you, you, right. both, you hey, you can't sleep on this or you got to focus on this." They're like, "We're not playing." Right. Like, wh- why do you think right. we're not focused if I'm sitting here breaking down the team to you? We're obviously focused right. on the right. Bay. Yeah, I, exactly. I yeah, personally, we, didn't, we didn't play it. Yeah, I'm not talking about San Francisco, even though I feel confident we can get there. I'm not talking about whatever the second-round matchup is, even though I'm confident we can get there. I am obviously focused. We are obviously focused. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't feel confident, man. Feel confident in your squad. You should should be confident. You should be confident in your team. And
5: No C just posted all the analytics and the science. Like, the data shows that the Cowboys should easily handle this game as long as we don't get in our own way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like – yeah, I mean, people, I think some people try to pump fear into the fan base. It's like, mom, oh, okay, what happened? Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Like, no, nah, like, it's really time to believe in your team. At the end of the day, God, we all watch this show every morning, you know, watch everyone. We did all the work. We didn't all the draft content. We didn't have all the off-season content. We didn't do film sessions. We did everything that we can do. At this point, y'all, it's really just up to us to go out there, represent our team, get behind our team wherever you're at, and lay it all on the line. You know what I'm saying? And I think some Cowboys fans are so fearful of what happens if we fail, then we're right back doing the same thing we've been doing for the last 27 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you really have nothing to lose, everything to gain. So, Cowboys Nation, like I'm, like I'm saying, wherever you at, let's get out there and represent our team. And, and, and I'm going to say, I'm about to go to the pro shop right now. You know what I'm saying? Here in a minute. You know what I'm saying? So I'm locked and loaded because it's, it's playoff mode. Let's get it, man.
1: Appreciate you, Tuck. Yeah. All right, my guy. Appreciate you. That's Jay Tuck. CFO sports, I think everywhere, except Twitter. Which well, I, I say this about a few people, the Coyes uh, sometimes Foots. You better you better come correct over there because Tuck is with the smoke. <laughs> He's with the smoke on Twitter. I'm gonna just tell you that right now. Um, let's let's keep it moving. Let's get to Jack Jack. What's good, Jack Jack? Good morning. How you doing? Great, Jack. Jack, what's up with you?
2: Hey, I am was Now, permission to speak freely.
1: Speak freely, sir. Uh, let me get ready. With all due respect, Scott Motherfucking Scott want to steal. You're making
2: me and trying to moderate my fame. i talking shit keep my teeth clean, man. This your squad, believe in you, man. Y'all sitting up there all tucked away, tucking your tail. What we doing this for? What you like us for? What you a fan for? We in the playoffs. We the NFC East champion. When you say Dallas Cowboys this year, until next season, for this point, you say NFC East champion, Dallas Cowboys. We only lost five games. When we beat Green Bay, any other team after that, we don't beat them already. Mm. Beat them, beat them. What we scared of? If you ain't riding like I'm riding, I ain't in the game with you. Y'all I mean? God, You Y'all already know. What I'm, I'm rocking like that. you man. me We all shot. and if ain't nobody got you, you, I got you. it on me. So where are we go,
1: jack jack drowned. we gonna feel good we gonna, we gonna feel good about it. you hear me you hear me I, you you going in and out jack jack but I, I i got you for the most part so in closing
2: oh in closing brother it's all love i appreciate what you do fans let's stand up wear your favorite jersey wear your favorite t-shirt put on your shoes and your dope kickers. cuz we finna go handle business and stand on business Sky, always a pleasure appreciate if you, ain't man. nobody got you jack jack
1: got you jack jack out let me say this about about y'all down there at um 18 and, and i should have talked to ask tuck about this i'm sure you've been in plenty of the the home playoff games but from observing from the outside over the last since what 2016 i'm gonna say 2014 my bad 2014 2014, like it seems like playoff games at home, the energy is different. I I can't quite remember 2021 on on TV because since that was the first year I was doing this, and we really don't, I really can't get a crazy sense because I'm doing the show live. They don't really have the audio like it is at home or nothing like that, but. It, fe- it felt like in 2014, 2016, y'all can correct me on 2021, but it felt like the energy was definitely a different type of energy for the playoffs. I used to actually say that to people. When, when people would say, hey, we don't have a home field advantage, we we don't. I would say, yeah, the record speaks for itself. We're not a great team. Uh, when lost record over, you know, 10 years or whatever it was at at Um, we didn't have that crazy home field crowd advantage. But I always left it with a but. But in the playoffs, you know, 2014, 2016, it, it felt like there was a different energy in that building. 2017, so, so that was a 2016. Oh, yeah, 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 so, so 2018, again, the Seattle game, it felt like there was a different energy there. So 2021 wasn't that way, is what Tuck is saying. And that kind of makes sense in the sense of San Fran they they travel they 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 kind of they arrogant with theirs as well so okay so 2021 might discredit that but Seattle game, Detroit game, the Green Bay game it felt like the energy felt more home field advantage crowd wise. I never ever ever when I say home field advantage it's never about the crowd to me. It's just about these dudes being comfortable knowing their spots. I forget who I was listening to. Um, I think it was a former quarterback or something they were saying, you know, being at home playing so much at home, when we say spots, we don't mean food joints we don't mean, you know, you know where to you know where to be at to be comfortable, it's quite literally Hey, when Brandon Cooks comes out of his route, he likes to be at the top of the three on the 30 yard line, or if we're in the red zone, when he runs that seven to the corner he likes to be at the top of that S and I've been throwing it there you know, for forever. So that's what I mean by comfortable. This this offense just feels comfortable. And then when you switch it to the defense, well, for the defense feeds off the offense for me. They, they feed off the offense. So if your offense is on it, your defense will be too. So that's what I mean by, I, I just never thought it was a fan home field advantage. It's literally a home field advantage for the players. But I feel real confident about this one, that the fans will give us a home field advantage. Even though the Green Bay Packer fans travel, right? Like, they travel well. I think the difference between this time and 2016, shouts out to my bros that were there in 2016. I feel bad for y'all. They was trying to get me to go. I was broke as a joke back then, though. So it was like, I, I can't go, man. But the difference between now and then, Aaron Rodgers, right? Super Bowl. There was a different confidence level. I feel like these Packer fans know, man, look, we playing with house money. We're not, we not really supposed to be here. We didn't backdoor in the playoffs, but, but we you know, we kind of did. It's it's just house money to them. There's no pressure. I, I don't even know that these Green Bay Packer fans is really going to do that. Now, I could be wrong. It can show up there and it be a sea of green or whatever, right? But I feel like Packer fans is like, look, man, this ain't our year. I'm happy we're here. I watched this game at the grid. Cowboy fans should absolutely—it should be ninety-five percent cowboy fans. I hope ninety percent cowboy fans and y'all turned up. They yeah, lead in the chat. They Lee, Sean told me the, he always told me the story about it, man. You know, it, it would have been a a very memorable, obviously uh, trip, but <sighs> I ain't gonna hold you. I'm glad I ain't go. Cause man, that that I'd have been super sick on the way back. Losing like that? Right, I ain't gonna talk about no more. What was worse? This? Or 2016? When I say this, if y'all listening, y'all can't see, you driving, I got the Dez Bryant catch up here. Dez Bryant or 2016? For me, 2016. I know the Dez Bryant is way more famous. I get it, y'all. I'm not even going to argue. But I ain't, I'm ain't. i also not going to lie to y'all. In 2014, even if Dez had caught that, you want to know my confidence level on stopping Aaron Rodgers? Zero. <laughs> no confidence. none. Aaron Rodgers was out there on one lit. <laughs> First down. Touchdown. I ain't no confidence. He's going to stop Aaron Rodgers with three minutes left on the clock. Didn't. But this play was was so infamous. 2016 a difference. Let me tell you why 2016 cut deeper. Jeff Heath. First of all, amazing gear. Rookie, Dak, Zeke. I mean, come on, man. I had a chance. We needed to win one game. Granted, we needed one game here. But we just needed to win the home game. To get to play at home, I think, or we might have had to go to Atlanta. And 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 we're in an NFC championship game with a rookie quarterback. Come on, that'd been great. Rookie running back. But Jeff Heath, clean shot on Aaron Rodgers. Somehow, some way does not fumble the ball. Lee Pocket, I'm screaming. Like, I go crazy during these games, but during that point in time. I'm like, how did he not fumble? And there was this weird bubble in my stomach like, man, he didn't fumble that ball, man. I don't feel good. Third and 20, whatever it was, I still feel like he's not going to convert. Third and 20 Cowboys, third and 20? We may have not won the game, but I felt like the the Cowboys offense was was already on a roll. They would have won the game. So Jeff, he does not, Forced a fumble. The very next play, third and 20 in the 50-something yard field goal. To, I mean, come on. Man. I was, for me, Romo fumble, Seattle, and then that. That was sickening for, for the romo Dak era. I was sick. So that, that's that's for me. Toxic Tom, what's up, man? Good morning, Sky.
7: Sorry for having to dip out a little early. Had a meeting, but glad it ended early. Uh, First off, I want to say there are very few teams I can honestly point to that has contributed to my final form, Toxic, that you see now. And this is one of those teams. I hate these Fargo fucking Midwestern Packer fans. Tired of them. After the Des Bryant catch and he caught it, and then that he went to Jared's pass where Jared Cook catches a pass that he never would have caught anywhere else except in that moment and Mason Crossbar hits that mile-long kick. And now he can't make a 40-yard
1: field goal. I mean, come
7: on. It's just I want the Dallas Cowboys to beat this team down like they owe them money. I, I just want to eviscerate them. I want to see Packer kids crying in the stands with their stupid little dairy product on their head. I want them to know that this is for all that BS that happened there. I, and my wife's a Packers fan too. That's the funniest part. And she doesn't care nearly as much, but she knows that I just want this team to get absolutely killed. I, I hate the Packers and I hate how their fans act all hunky dory. Nice about it. Nah, man, like I I don't want you to be nice to me. (laughs) And it's just, it's that fake nice, like, oh, you know, we just want a good game. No, f that. I want to make orphans of these people. I don't want these kids. I want these kids' hearts broken, like they know Santa doesn't exist. That's what I want to have happen to Packers Nation I this weekend.
1: You, Tired of this team. I feel you. I just don't think that's like. I don't think their heart's gonna be broken. And this is I, look. You know what pisses me off now that you're saying it like this? They don't expect to be here. So if they lose, it's just like you said, it's gonna be all this nice hee hee kee key stuff. The reason why it digs deep to us, because we were twelve and four on a row in twenty fourteen. We were thirteen and three in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to win those games. We were the better team. And we lost. That's why it hurts. They lose, these Packer fans is yep. gonna act like everything is okay. That, I wish they were better, to be honest. Yep. and I I want that energy and
7: <laughs> I'm on the East Coast. You grew up in the DMV, Pennsylvania area. God bless all the Cowboy fans who were, I call them the missionaries, who are doing the Lord's work on the East Coast right now with all these stupid Eagle fans running around, Giant fans, you know, talking about the draft. Commander fans won't even talk about that. I need Dallas this weekend to have that shit heel energy Mm -hmm. and be rowdy as shit. I want that place to be rocking. I want my neighbors to be knocking on my door telling me to turn down my TV because it's going nuts in there. No corporate Cowboys this weekend. I want
1: just absolute bedlam. You want want NWO Cowboys. You want want the heels of like
7: I want you to take out that rage on the other kid. You know when you're in school and you can't beat up the bully, so you take the kid that you know that – Got cerebral palsy or something? You just beat the living shit out of him in grade school because you can't beat up the big bully. That's what I want to have happen. It's not your fault, Green Bay. Be in our way. It's not your fault. It's
1: not your fault. You just happen to be in our way. That's how we. Sh- that's yes. how we should be taking this, man. We got some place to be, you went away. Bernie Mac on oh, was it Mr. Three Thousand when he's when he's just walking by the train station, just smacking everybody. That first smack. Absolutely, be Green Bay. Right, like that's hey man. You just happen to be in my way. I got somewhere to be. I don't got time to talk to you. And if, if there ever was a time, this is... You.
7: Dallas, if there's any Cowboys listening, this is your time. You have a golden opportunity here. You don't got any chuckle-fuck coaches on the sidelines that are bastard kids, the Jason Garrett and the Jerry Jones dream coach scenario. You have the best chance right now. Seize everything and do not take anything for granted. I want you guys even wanting to win the coin toss because... The thought of losing anything to a Green Bay, anything on Sunday, is unacceptable. Jimmy is now in the ring of honor. Like, there's no more excuse. The curse is gone. This is it. This is your chance. You cannot lose this. And when when we win this game, and I put money on this already, when we win this game, lap naps and mouth hugs all around, as the Mad King said, Uh. burn them
1: all. Have a good day. You can't miss shows, lap naps. By the way, that is a bridesmaid reference, actually. But Jack, Jack said, "Go ahead." He told, "Never mind. I ain't gonna bring it up." Burn them all. Toxic's classic, man. Need Jones segment from time to time. Toxic. Law said, "Chuckle, what, man?" When I first heard "Chuckle" from Toxic Tom, I was, I was done. The most mayonnaise curse word ever. Chuckle. Jimmy in the ring, no man. That that you know, I even bring that up, and, and I'm a little stitches. My wife might say I'm extremely superstitious. I might even tell y'all half the things I do during game day when I'm here. But this might be the biggest stitches stitches of them all. I just made up a word. Jimmy in the ring, right? And we got a chance for redemption against a few of these teams, but it starts with the Packers. It starts with the Packers. Let's get uh, let's get Los and then James. What's what, what, yeah? What's good, Los?
9: Hey, good morning, Scott. Man, hey, I just, I'm just so thankful. Dak has been our QB, and I'm a, I'm a piggyback on a bit of what Tucker said, has been our QB for so long. And this is the year I feel we actually have a coaching advantage, right, going into the playoffs, right? Because, you know, there's no Jason Garrett and there's no fucking Kellen Moore. Oh, God, Kellen Moore.
1: I mean, Kellen Moore in the playoffs yeah, no. was except one game, trocious. But, anyway,
9: but yeah, and I feel like – and these are the three things we have used all season – and that we better use, which is motion, misdirection, play action. Because from what history showed us, guy, they sometimes can forget their own powers, like you and watched say. So let's not get it our own way, because if I see us running up the middle, first and second downs, running these damn curl routes, having these long developing plays for Steele to try to block, where you're kind of, you know, you,
1: you need really, to have that ball. I don't movement. see any of that happening at home. Toxic, I, I mean, a toxic loss. That, that that was more of a road issue, right? Like, we always came into these road games like, hey, bring the home offense on the road. At the crib, the, the, I, if you notice, we ain't even been talking about, you know, Cow, Cowboys got to do motion. Cowboys got to, they do all of this here we go offense at the crib. You should feel confident that that's going to happen. Where where we need the home offense to to not screw up is mostly in, in game management. You know what I'm saying? We need we need Mike McCarthy to not screw up the game management part because that's the one thing that he has struggled with. Against Seattle, instead of running the ball at the end of the game to burn more time, he throws it and he gives them extra time. Against Detroit, instead of running the ball at the end of the game, uh, he throws it and you can say, oh, well, it's Dak. And no, the, the coach needs to say, we ain't throwing. There's no other decision here. Running the ball, burn time, and then what happens? Detroit goes down and they had the chance to score and they did score. So, at the crib, I feel confident the offense will be the offense, but game management is what I'm looking for, Mike McCarthy, to kind of step up over the last few weeks, at, at home at least.
9: And, and I agree. And I agree that we just got to capitalize every opportunity because in playoffs, like, there's no different. Like, you have no time to waste. You got no play calls to save. It's, you know, it's for playoffs. You know, we haven't been to an NFC championship game since I was born, Sky. And that tells you, like, man, I've been waiting for this moment because – Damn, I haven't been old enough to see a damn Super Bowl. I know you have, Sky. not me, but I'm waiting for that moment. So I really do hope we can have this run, and I really, really hope we blow the shit out of those all-you-can-eat Green Bay Packers fans out there. But, man, that's all I can say. And and last thing I got to say, and this is for Cowboys fans, playoffs ain't for the week, man. You're supposed to be nervous. You're supposed to be anxious. You're supposed to let your emotions be invested, in the game because all year you've been invested. But you know what? You can't know that feeling because your fake ass doesn't even know how to be invested in your fucking team. So how the fuck do you know how to be a fan when you can't even be a fucking uh, a fan of, you know, basically be invested for yourself? You know what I'm saying? So if, you, if you're if you not standing, you ain't screaming, I don't even know what type of fan you are. You want to, ah, that sucks. Ah, you know, this team sucks. You know what I'm saying? Get your, uh, you know, I, I'm just gonna leave it at that because I, I am trying to cuss out a storm, but you no, you know what I'm trying to. I know to say, what you're
1: Scott. trying to say, Lo. I know what you're trying to say. Trust and believe me, I got you, bro. So, hey, but that's all I got, Scott. Be invested for your team. Let's go, Cowboys! DC for live. Ain't no scare shit here, boy. So, so yesterday, yesterday Lo said, "Hey, when we gotta run, we better run good. When we gotta pass, we better pass good." Today, Lo said, "I see y'all, y'all, Fugazi fans. I see you." I see you. You foul weather fans. You ain't feeling this energy because you never really brought it in the first place. Very good point. See, when you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, you ain't enjoying this with us. So when it don't drop, you still on the side of, ah, we suck. Ah, we over here having a great grand old time. And what comes with that having a grand old time is that nervous energy. Yeah, I'm always nervous. I don't care what we play. We can play the Washington Generals. I have that, you know, that that nervous energy going into every game. That's just that way. It's not nervous of being scared. It's just excitement, really. We we me and my wife call it the sweaty armpits. Right, you get the, you just get excited about something. That's really what it is there's some that are not excited for this they're, they're excited to see it fail which sucks but we ain't on that type of time over here no sir what type of time we on james hey what's good Doc? what's up with you and
10: hey, not much man but now that last caller had a had a great ass point man there's a lot of fans out there we're still doing good you know we still have what 12 13 well, i think what 12 or 13 wins or whatever and they're still wins? complaining about Dak prescott and all this other kind of shit yeah yeah, this, this man, is not the year. This,
1: this is not the year to do that. <laughs>
10: like, no, it is no, it's not, man. <laughs> We're killing it, man. I think we. I honestly believe the the vibe I'm getting from the team right now. I believe this is the first year in a, in a minute. I believe we got a legitimate chance to go uh, to the NFC title game or even to the Super Bowl. I really believe that. Because I was watching a CD Lamb tape last night of. Uh, of that uh, go route or that z route or whatever rub route he likes to run somebody hit to, was talking about it and just that's the foremost game plan you got to implement you definitely got to get cd uh the ball and uh, uh you know
1: foregone go ahead i'd be shocked if he don't hit them up for 10 catches 100 some yards a couple tutties like like that's that's the type at of game least he can get. yeah he can get that type of game.
10: right for sure So I guess what I was going to ask you, now, is this the right uh, show? Because I caught you, I kind of like, you know, I'm telling the teacher, I kind of came in late, tried to sneak in, but Uh, started talking, talking. got caught. So I got in kind of late. So um, I was going to ask you, so is this the show I can ask you a a question? Like uh, if I was to say, I think we should maybe try to run the ball um, a little bit, um, but maybe not on first and second down, uh, what would you say?
1: Well, this is the show. We we talked about the run game a little bit and, and where the Cowboys can succeed. I'm not a fan of running on first down all the damn time, though, and, and I'm glad the Cowboys are Oh, no, are no,
10: especially first and second down. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, because even, even Tom off of Chat Sports was calling it, too, like, oh, I can guarantee you right now we're going to run the ball and we'd run the ball. I mean, we just don't got that kind of line right now, but – I believe uh, uh, I heard somewhere, and I watched a little bit of tape, if we're, if we're going to run, if anybody we're going to run on, we should be able to run it pretty good against the Packers because their run defense is not great.
1: Correct. Uh, they've they've had they've allowed over 200 rushing yards four different times this year, uh, over 120 rushing mm-hmm. yards nine different times, or 23rd in the NFL in yards per carry. Um, I think I think if we run zone more in this game, we can get some efficient runs. But I did mention this earlier. While, yes, this mm-hmm. is a team you can run on, I don't think we're a running team and we should not switch it up. They also can be thrown no. on. And, and you got an MVP quarterback. Yeah. You have an Offensive Player of the Year candidate in, in C.D. Lamb. Brandon Cooks is coming on. Jake Ferguson is, is, mm-hmm. is emerging as a top star at a tight end. You just oh, have yeah. so many weapons that can attack these guys to the point where you will get favorable looks. Um, I, they, they yeah. don't Look, they don't sure. like to play too high. But I don't know that they're going to mm-hmm. have a choice uh, just because of the the, the right. possibilities that we have out there. So you're going to get looks. So what needs to happen is mm-hmm. um, we need to continue to throw on early downs like we normally do. Uh, I think since week five, the Cowboys are like top five, maybe right. even number one. I'm not sure. In early down throwing situations, they didn't do it a lot of Detroit. They, they were weird. But when mm-hmm. they did do it, I think Dak was like 11 for 11. So I still would love to throw right. on early downs, back them up. And then as we're moving mm-hmm. down the field or moving throughout the game, that's when you say, okay, we are in 11 or we are in spread it out 12. They come out in too high. Mm-hmm. We audible at the line of scrimmage, and, and now we're, we're getting six, seven, eight yards on the ground because they, they're in a right. lot of So,
10: If you can get them into a position to where they're like guessing, like, oh, God, what are they going to do now? Then you got the game one, man, because yeah. you got to keep the defense back on their heels and keep them guessing what they're going to do. And we got a team to do that so but hey you know what as always man i don't have a whole lot i came in late so i didn't have a a lot of chance to get my notes down but as always you and bots rocket man let's go cowboy nation let's go and get this super bowl i I can't wait to get a a sixth one so we can start showing around look man look at this shiny new piece of hardware we got now what y'all going to talk about but you know what i mean they're still going to (laughs) talk
1: I can talk all they want. I, I'm telling you right now, bro. When that day right. happens, it, well, as much as You're they- You going to be like, botch and get arrested? Come on, man. As much as they're talking, they're going to do it. I'm going to be talking over So it ain't going to matter. We're going to have to. We're okay.
10: probably- Hey, but real quick though, Will, I'm not trying to talk over you, but I thought of something. We're probably going to have to do Cowboys Nation. We're probably going to have to come and bail you and botch both out of jail at the same damn time.
1: I, look, man. I already told my boss. I said, I'm I'm sorry. I know the day after mm-hmm. a situation like that, it would be right. a lot of money to be made via content. But I will not be able to do. Uh-huh. It. I'm not Law Nation. I can't. No. I can't handle my my liquor. So, so I, nope. <laughs> Me neither, bloody. man. Because <laughs> I haven't been drunk in a minute, so it ain't gonna take long. But hey, but anyway, I'm gonna get out of here so somebody else can get, on get in. On my emotions, man. Like seriously, man. <laughs> I, I can get emotional. Man, I, I might be. I might be yeah. drunk on my emotions. Appreciate you, James. Right. But as
10: always, man, I love your show, man. Thank you.
1: I remember when, when I was on Facebook, I don't Facebook no When that terrible team in, in PA won it, the green one, I don't even like saying their names. And I got family, mad family. But my cousin Rail, the biggest Eagle fan I know, man. When, when they won, like I'm pretty sure that's how I'm gonna act. He won. Off. I mean, he had the emo- he was crying with the emotions. He was hype. He was shitting on naysayers both ways. He was yeah. You know, he was all uh, that's gonna be me. I don't be me. I doubt I'm gonna be able to come on the next day whenever that happens. So I'm just telling you now, Zach. I- I'd rather do a prime time show. I'll go on Mo's show. <laughs> it's a wrap. No TC. TC said hundred dollar super chats, uh, shots. So is that is that why Law was was taking so many of those shots? It was it was hundred dollar super chats, and then he'd take a shot. Can't do it, man. I see one thing I've I've realized getting older is just tell the truth. Like you don't gotta fake the funk. I mean, there was this whole fake it till you make it thing. Definitely in our community, like that's the thing, but. I'm a lightweight. I don't need to pretend. And I learned that very early, to be honest. But I don't need to pretend. I don't need to act like I can sit out here and do it. nope. I'm not taking all these shots. Not doing it. I don't I don't even like feeling that way. Number one. Number two, I can't I can't take it. Can't do it. I can actually vividly remember the last two times, and it was like two times in, in years where I'm hugging the toilet. And, and and I I can't move and, and I'm pa- I don't like that man. Had that been me, y'all, you know how y'all was worried about Law Nation passed out, and Law popped up three hours later with a video. Somebody would have been popping up with a video on my behalf. Uh, we just like that you know, Scott. Scott Walker still is fine. He's in the hospital right now. He's doing well. Uh, he's he's got some IV. They're pumping his stomach out. He quite literally almost threw up his esophagus. He's you know we're monitoring him. He's he's in he's in. Uh, what is it called? IC ICU. Fam, out of have died. Law, law said he did eighteen shots. Boy, law man, legendary. Yes, yes, special K. Law, something else. Y'all have been more than me. Somebody would have made a me for Skywalker Steel's liver. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, let's get to these super chats. You got a lot of y'all. I do not have to lie, as he would say, to kick it. Super chat. DB, shout out to my guy Dwayne. He dropped ten and says, "Showing my support." Since the caller brought up Kellen Moore, do you think he'll have a job with the with the new head coach? Break over. Kellen gonna be somebody's OC. So you know, Kellen gonna you know. You know what? Let me let me let me let me fall back. I don't know. I don't know, DB. Let me chill on that one. Cause I, I, I didn't watch I didn't watch LA close enough after the first half of the year. We were playing them early, so I was actually watching their games, right? I was looking at some of the film. After we stopped playing them and they start being trash, I stopped watching them. So maybe somebody will give him a shot. Maybe he'll go back to college. I don't think he's remotely close to being a head coach. I said that last year. I said that two years ago. He's not a head coach. Not even close, not yet to me. Uh play caller. Possibly. He need to go to college somewhere, though, if it was up to me. If I was if I was his advisors, I'd say go to college, go to Boise State. We should have took the job. Build your resume and come back to the NFL at, some, uh, at another time. Super chat. LB dropped two. He said toxic got me turning the surround sound on now. Hey, man, to- toxic be going in. Patrice said I got two shots in me. That's it. That's all. See, here's my problem, Patrice. I got plenty of shots in me. In the sense of, so, so my, my issue is when I'm in the moment. Pow, pow, just take my pow. You're not really, I'm not really feeling it like I'm feeling, but I'm not feeling the uh-oh, the bad side of it. It's when I don't know how to explain this. We've all been there. Maybe you stand up too fast, maybe you sit down too quick. And it just feel like Mr. Krabs. Y'all know that Mr. Krabs meme? Do I still got that Mr. Krabs meme where he just like, and you like, it's oh. a rat. I've lost. I've lost this battle. One of two things are about to commence here. I'm going to throw up on someone or something. Or I'm going to pass out. That's the worst feeling. Doesn't feel good anymore. So my problem is, I'm just pow, pow. Yeah, we, we killing it. And then that, whew. But see, as I got older, man, we don't need to do all that pow, pow. We don't need to take them down like that. I'm cool with my little three little drinks. I asked Brother L when we was out at uh the little the little the little link up. We're tucking them at, uh I'm sorry, what that place was, Bombshells. Oh, they was over there going ham. I said, "Ma'am, I'll, I'll have my crown and coke, please. Thank you. One more of those crown, and one. I'm thinking one more of those. Get some water. I've matured. And get some water. And drink some water with this. Would you like another? just one more, and I'm done? I was cool. I was chilling. And I took some shots. I've been gone. Uh." Super chat. Miss Sadiq, appreciate you for the 20. She said, just dropping support. Thank you, Miss Sadiq. Appreciate that. Appreciate your support over the years, too. Dro knows. Super chat. He dropped five and said, My concern is curse. Teams are targeting him with the crossers, picks, rubber outs, especially on third down in the red zone. <clears throat> concern is strong. Concern is strong. I would say, of the three safeties, he is. Uh, the lesser of the three. They don't really do much with their tight ends. Uh, this is going to be a game of your boundary corners. Where, okay, where I would say I'm concerned with Curse. It's not even in the passing game, believe it or not. Like, if you notice, he ain't really been around in the passing game of late. He ain't they ain't really been going at him because either he ain't on the field or they're just it's just somebody else they're targeting. It's the run game. Dedro. I know that's supposed to be his his thing, but I think the the injuries have gotten to him, and there's sometimes he don't look like he wanted to smoke. So I worry a little bit more about him in the running game. Not that I'm like overly confident about him in the past game. I just think uh between the pass rush, uh between our corners. And I don't think they have a tight end that can kind of get busy like that. If they if their tight ends get a couple catches, it's gonna be because we're focused elsewhere and they run like a little hook round and boom, five yards and then they get yards out the catch. My lady said I'm hilarious. I I don't know. I don't really know how I am. I just I just like to have a good time. I'll say this, I'm fun. That's for sure. Uh, let's see here. I think we got them all. Oh, one more. Andre. Actually, a bunch of more. My bad. Super chat. Andre dropped five. It said Packers pass and rush defense are both cheeks. Straight up cheeks. Smoke these fools early and let rush hour play in the fourth quarter. Please go Cowboys. Yeah, it's. Oh, That's not the one we want. It's not good, man. I, I just, it's not a good pass rush. Not good pass defense. 24th and EPA per play allowed. Have confidence. Just because you have confidence, and if it goes wrong, doesn't mean you didn't have, you weren't right in being confident. <laughs> I mean, if you ain't confident in a, in a defense like this, I mean, whenever should you be confident? Have confidence. Let me drop two. Super chat. Said Christian Watson cooked us last time. Focus. Oh boy, we got one of those focus fans. Let me Christian Watson ain't played in like five games, though. You know? Six games. He hurting, man. He hurting. He cooked Boss Man Fat and Anthony Brown. Is Boss Man Fat over there, let me Is Anthony Brown over there, let me We focused. We focus. Trust and believe me. Super chat. Tobo tie dropped 10. Appreciate it. Said my favorite Nick Saban stat up until a couple years ago was he had more national championship rings than losses at home. What? At Alabama. I think he finished 103 and nine at home. So, so he would have had like what? Five losses at that point in time and six championships or something. Sheesh. Yeah, man, Nick Saban, greatest college coach of my, that I've ever seen. Greatest college coach that I've ever seen. And, you know, being in PA with Joe Paz of the Worlds and whatnot, you get a lot of Joe Paz, and then that thing happened. Yeah, so that kind of went by the wayside. But, But Nick Saban is definitely the greatest college coach of all time, in my opinion. All right, I think that's it for the Super Chats. Get one more. Oh, oh. Patrice dropped five. She dropped five on the way out. Hold up now. Super chat. She said, "Uh, it's the bomb squad." Your intro. After, let's get this dub, cowboys. It's the it's oh it's the boom. I'm sorry, it's the boom. After, let's get this dub, cowboys. You can't miss the on Boy live shows. A lot of people have been hitting me up like, "Hey man, every time you do the intro, now I think about <laughs> I think about Votch doing the intro." Something about it—it it brings the energy, it gets me going, it gets me ready to give y'all a quality show that I try to do every single day. And I appreciate y'all for doing that, man. Uh, do me a favor though—if you enjoyed the show, on the way out, go ahead and hit that like button. Not only if you enjoyed it. I'm not—I'm not telling you to do it all the time. Just if you enjoy. If you're new, or you know, Cowboy fans, uh, friends, or family that are tired of the national media, are tired of the way their Cowboys are covered, and. You know, yeah, they might listen to .com, which I, I you know, yeah, respect .com, but they're looking for another outlet. Tell them to subscribe here, or at least come check it out. If they like it, then they can subscribe. Or tell them to take take a look at our community. Um, I do believe—I don't know the number, but I do believe sooner rather than later we will be the standard. We will be where Cowboys fans go to to get true Cowboys coverage, um, if we're not already. I know a lot of y'all feel that way here as is, but there is still, I mean, we're so big. We get billion fans right across the world. We we obviously have not reached all of those fans in due time though, in due time. They keep doing what they're doing out here on the national media. Look, the reason why I don't complain about it too much is because keep doing it. You're pushing the real fans to us. It's a necessary evil. By the way, Speaking of national media, uh, see, this would be a fantastic topic for me and Vasha to discuss on our podcast. Yeah, it's in the works, baby. It's in the work. Um, Stephen A. Smith. It's a lot of cussing. I don't know if I want to do this to y'all. Do we got kids up in here? We in overtime, man. Nah, I'm not gonna play it. It's 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 pretty harsh. But just search Stephen A. Smith on Twitter. How can he? He worked for ESPN. I know he got a separate podcast and everything. And and, and, and Shannon does the same thing. But Shannon, I really the face of ESPN, so he kind of can go crazy on his podcast. <laughs> Special case, say play. Like, bro, I can't play that man. Like, I want to. But I don't want to be disrespectful to the to to the to the ladies, the the people that don't really even though we be cussing and when I do on here. but boy, he, Stephen A, he wants scorched earth, y'all. Like, like Stephen A, you <laughs> 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 He said, Stephen A said, listen here, <laughs> You got <laughs> son of a <laughs> <laughs> you fat mother <laughs> yo Stephen A, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Don't you work for Disney? And Stephen A's so big that it's not like me. Like, I could sit here and I could say whatever the hell, you know, it's not going to reach somebody. Bro, your podcast is going to reach millions. It's going to reach your boss. And your boss is cool with that. I get it. He's Stephen A. Smith. But at the end of the day, you know, he's still, you know what I'm saying? Y'all think I'm playing Go search Stephen A. Smith, Jason Whitlock you rat to that, I mean you mother two timing, back stabbing gut spilling grease out your I mean he went off damn Stephen A he done lost it man, see you can't do that, because you know why old, old boy won Let me tell you how he won. I don't listen to Jason Whitlock. When Stephen A. Smith called him a fat and a I said,
3: "Oh, what did he do to, to Stephen I
1: I don't watch like three videos of Jason Whitlock. I watched watch Jason Whitlock, but guess what? He got my clip. God dang it, it worked. Okay, I'll play it for y'all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me, go find it. Let me go play it, boy. I'll play it for you. I'm just going to show the... Uh, should I play the whole one or just a little clip where he cusses? Wait, is this the one? Hold up, I'm Unmute. Okay, I found what <laughs> Did you tell him that? You fat. Wait, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hold on, y'all. My bad, my bad. Okay, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Hey, put the kids to bed. Heads in bed. That's all I'm saying right now. If if, if you're super Christian and you don't want to listen to cussing and whatnot, this this ain't going to be it. And I'm only showing the 52nd clip only, you know, because there's like a whole bunch of different clips. Uh, Here's Stephen A. Smith going absolute scorched earth on uh, Jason Whitlock. Did you tell them that once the
3: same article in Deadspin came out weeks later, you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email begging me to forgive you, pointing out how you were betrayed by this particular writer. So you know how I must feel that you betrayed me. Did you tell the folks that you bitch? Did you tell them?
1: Why Steven ain't cuss like that though? Hold on, one more time, one more time.
3: You bitch. Did you tell him? Okay, keep going, Steven. You fat piece of shit.
7: Yo,
9: Steven. Did you tell him that? Wait a minute. You
3: betrayed me. Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. Did you tell him? Yeah. You fat piece of shit. Did you tell him that? You Got the names. We got Jamel Hill. We got Howard Bryant. Yeah. You want me to bring up the other writers that wouldn't work for you? Facts. Why Doxie. it took you nearly two years to get an article out?
1: Because bro, I, that, that's 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 facts. He can't cuss right. Somebody said it was a dro. He cussed like a five year old. That said, you can cuss now. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you cuss. You fat piece of shit. Yep. Stephen A, man, he has something on his heart. And now Jason Whitlock has won. Now he's won. This is why I don't, if you notice, I, I stay clear out of any drama. Whether it's in this community, whether it's with with these type of people's, you know, the, the door of and whatnot. You can't win that. I'm mean, ain't about winning, right? Like you can hold them accountable or whatever, but when it comes to the to the to ESPNs and the foxes of the world, you can hold them accountable or whatnot. But when it comes to drama, y'all got that. I, I don't got that to do, man. But Jason Whitlock won, y'all. I clicked on his videos. I saw what he said. He called him Stephen a myth. He was he was he was you know. Coming at him scoring up one and a half points per game and whatnot. If, you, if you're if looking for some mess and you want to laugh a little bit, then go go check it out. That's all I'm saying. Go check it out. Uh, you don't like his takes toxic, but you like him as a person? Well, I, you jive. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I 100% respect Stephen A's ascension in in, in media right especially as a black man right because it, it it's not easy i 100 percent do not respect his takes like you said i i don't take him seriously anymore at one point in time i kind of did take him serious not like first take serious but i'm talking about before that see stephen a smith had shows and was doing stuff before that uh but hey man it's a new age Stephen A. Smith is running it. He's the king of this this new weird journalism, or I didn't call it that. This new weird media, where it's 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 personalities. He's the king of that. I respect it. You do your thing, but but I don't I don't respect your actual takes on these subjects. And I don't think he cares. You know what I'm Neither do I. That's why I don't bring him up. Bring I don't come on here reacting to a Stephen A. Smith take on the Cowboys. What are we doing? I don't do it for dan either kyle and none of them dudes we know what they're about and i don't want to insult you guys intelligence in doing so that's the easy route Like i could i could make videos and do that don't get me wrong you guys would 100 probably eat it up and, and i don't i don't i get that they're there that may be the thing to do and, and it's successful and I, I appreciate people holding these dudes accountable but I feel like when I first started to do this, it was because I didn't feel like we were being covered the right way. So I wanted to do that. And that's how I, I go about my business with the Cowboys. I cover it the way that selfishly I would want to know these things. and didn't just happen to be that you guys want to know these things too. And we have a little fun. Got to be a little entertaining. But we don't let the entertainment take over the substance. We don't want to be all icing. All right. We also don't want to be all fluff. We need to have some real substance in what we do. And and I take that seriously. All right, enough of being serious. Stephen A. Smith, you fat (laughs) I'm done, man. I'm done. I'm going to press this button. I'm going to get up out of here. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Mailback, Playoff. mailback segment. So look out for that on YouTube. Probably going to post it on Instagram as well. Drop your questions. We'll get it in. Fan Friday, leading into the playoffs, it's only right.
2: Push the goddamn button. Push
1: the goddamn button. I got you. Don't mess with the do rags, guy. I need to give me a new day, do rags. Uh, yeah, special kid. I could do that, bro. Like I could, man. I'm, I could chew them because I used to do that. I used to come at these these media members and whatnot, but now it's like want you to do. Smarten up. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.